You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hi, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. And if you're listening, which you are, if you've been listening uh, with us for the last three weeks, three episodes, you are following along with our series on um, Enneagrams in the workplace. And um, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how intrigued I am about this episode we're about to dive into. But it is, uh, today we're talking about um, Enneagram type four, and uh, we have one of my new favorite people with us today, and it's Jason Lindblad <laughs> with the J. Leon Gallery, and obviously he's a type four, but we're going to get into all of that. Thank you so much, Jason, for being with us this uh, stormy, rainy hurricane morning. Oh, yeah, you're totally welcome. You're welcome. So excited. So Jason I and I have talked behind the scenes. the podcast just for you. <laughs> I love it. Jason's actually in the gallery. He has all of like Kathy Schumacher and uh, his beautiful art behind him right now (laughs) that nobody will see because um, I am looking like a train wreck and uh, we can't show one without the other. So I'm so sorry, but he looks gorgeous. So, so Jason and I have had several conversations behind the scenes about Enneagrams and Enneagram type four, because as you know, Jason, the four, I'm so interested in the type four for various, various, various reasons. You guys have been the kind of the most elusive to us as an agency. It's the only type that we don't have. You guys are just super rare. Are you super rare? Are you the unicorn of the Enneagram? Uh, I mean, def- I think definitely fours are unicorns. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, if the Enneagram is going to hold a unicorn, it's going to be a four. For sure. I love that. I mean, the the four is definitely, um, I would say, from what I've read um, and understand, you know, the four is going to be the most creative, the most unique, and I I would say the most elusive, you know, because it attaches to five, and you know, I'm a four wing five myself which um, I, I think is deemed like the hermit or something crazy like that. No, it's not the <laughs> hermit. It's the bohemian. And we'll, so we'll talk a little bit about, so type four, if you're following along in the booklet, known as the creative, the individualist, the romantic, totally self-aware, sensitive, reserved, emotionally honest, creative and personal, can also be a little moody and self-conscious. We'll get into that a little bit, uh, but not too much that causes the anxiety, I promise. And what I find the most interesting is how similar but different the type. I mean, I I know a type four. Jason, you know I know a type four because my daughter is a type four wing five exactly like you. Yeah. So the bohemian. And it really is this, when you pair it with the, the five, you guys are incredibly introspective, incredibly creative, like off the charts and very perceptive. You just have this kind of like free spirit dial in, tap into the world. Do you feel that? And is 
And, and what manifests from you because of that? I definitely feel very observant and I feel like I have to be observant to um, be able to speak creatively. I think mm -hmm. that to, to, to successfully speak creatively, you have to be observant. Um, and so I think that that goes hand in hand. So I totally agree. You know, I think that those two work together. So being able, and, and that's kind of, you know, you and I were talking about this the other day, you know, the function of art is to speak on things. Mm -hmm. You totally taught me a lesson the other day. I, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you know it because you just brought it up, but we were talking about art and just some controversy and some other things. And for those listening, uh, I'm going to plug the gallery just a tiny bit because it's kind of my home away from home right now. And it's like my number two favorite place in this world outside of my own bedroom uh, like right now, currently. And I'm there every Friday from 10 to 2 in Jason's ceramic studio where Megan Patterson is the instructor. And he and I were meeting and just having a, a great discussion about art and artists and a little bit of controversy. And you really taught me that it's an art throughout history. I believe I'm going to try to quote you here, but you correct me if I'm wrong. Throughout history, the artist's job has been to observe current events, things that are happening and, and sort of translate that and bring it to life through their art. You're going to say this much better than I am, but that's the cue. That's the cue. Well, yeah. I mean, you can look at things like, um, the Impressionists, as an example, were doing other things, you know, they were playing with different mediums and light and color, but you can also look at um, certain Impressionist painters that were painting what was going on in, in society. They were painting what was going on in culture. They were showing what was going on in bars and streets and things, you know, and uh, stuff like that. There were, um, revolutionary paintings you know like political messages there's you know there's all kinds of stuff art functions as a message it's not just always just like a pretty thing you know so um yes yeah i love that you really taught me that the other day that you know i need to be open to other types of art and that the way that art is trying to teach me something yeah and i think that Force can be kind of like that too. They, they don't just function. They're like sort of all these other things, you know, like they are in depth. I would say as a four, you know, like I need space to create, you know, that's yes. like something that's like really important for me. So maybe that's like part of my like observation portion, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, it, I... I think that's so interesting, Jason, because if you look at the four wing three, which it's, it's very interesting because my, my friend Heather East, who is an, who is a three, I think she's probably a three wing two, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if I had to guess, but she sent me a thing the other day, a little meme that said, um, use the Enneagram, don't be the Enneagram. And, and I, that really resonated with me and I, I totally understood that. And I think what you're saying is by tapping in uh, to what, you know, uh, your deeper understanding, yeah, yes, I am deep, but this is why I'm this way. If you look at the Enneagram four wing three versus the four wing four and not in a comparative way, but just look at them, you know, um, well, I guess in a comparative way, the three is much more extroverted. 
the wing three is much ex much more extroverted and the wing four or the wing five i'm so sorry is much uh, more introverted and it's that introspective it's that looking into yourself so that you have a deeper understanding of the world it's so interesting to me all of the research is presenting that not all fours are creative in the most obvious ways they're not all painters they're not artists necessarily but yeah. you can be yeah you can be a four and not be an artist is actually a myth. Um, my daughter is uh, a four wing five, and I think she's she's sat down with you. You've been so generous to mentor her a little, but really just trying to find uh, how to express creativity if you don't have that. Like I'm not a painter, I you know I'm not a photographer, I'm not these things. So, what would you say to uh, a four that is kind of looking for their outlet? Hmm. I would say that experimentation is definitely like the best way to explore, but you have to do it from a standpoint. Experimentation sometimes you have to do in a comfortable environment. Mm -hmm. um, in my experience, you know, like you, you want to start off in a comfortable environment and then start pushing yourself slowly out of your environment. It doesn't always work well if you start out like just throwing yourself out there mm -hmm. into just wildly creating things in the deep end or wildly throwing yourself out in an extroverted way. You know, it can be very overwhelming. Um, and it can cause a lot of um, it, it can cause a lot of anxiety and stress, which I don't really think is very healthy for fours. It's not healthy for anyone so far, is what we determined <laughs> through the, the last three episodes. <laughs> and so what what we're uncovering is so interesting. It's like this podcast series is becoming a bit of research, but no one likes passive aggression. No one is enjoy enjoys anxiety or depression um and it impacts those things kind of like impact all the numbers differently but we all kind of feel it which is so interesting to me because if we look at some of the basic fears for a four and um you tell me if i'm pushing too hard here because uh okay. i can see your face so i don't i don't want to cause too much anxiety but you know, some things that really scare a four or, or get them into a place of fear, like you're saying, it, it, you know, is this idea that maybe you don't matter or you don't have a significant impact in the world. So for someone looking from the outside, looking into a four and you're just like, oh my gosh, this person is so creative. If that can hold a lot of obligation and responsibility, you know, you're creative, but you're not really sure how to manifest that or how to create or what you should you should do and maybe there's this innate idea that you should just throw yourself out there as far as you can and be as you know either polarizing or controversial or whatever and that might cause a lot of anxiety I love what you're saying about the pullback maybe start from a place of really healthy comfort and then start to experience outside of that yeah because I mean if you in my opinion if you're like if you have a skill let's say as a four you are really good at public speaking and and you just happen to be a four you know and mm -hmm. let's say you 
want to experiment with doing acrylic painting or something or wheel throwing on a pottery wheel. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> then you start out slowly doing things like that, that help take the energy that you're using in your speaking and translate it over into another art form. And hopefully you're able to then understand how to create in different ways. Then once you learn how to create in a different way, you're able to take that back to your speaking and then manipulate your speaking in a totally different fashion. Interesting. So first of all, I, I think that people will find it so interesting that you feel like public speaking, speaking is an art form. I totally agree with that. And it is such a difficult skill set to really um, master and be very good at. But I love that the external utilization of, you know, creating something or whatever can really have an impact on some of the skills that you're just innately good at. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. I feel that. Like for me, you know, as a creator, I have to create to express like what's going on internally. Like that's, that's just what, that's just how I get things out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not necessarily worried about like making my mark or getting it out there for a million people to see per se, but I am interested in seeing people's, um, perception of what I've created, you know? So interesting. That is something I'm more interested in versus like having a million people view my work. That actually explains a lot to me about our relationship, Jason, because I want a million people to see your work. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my job. And I, I can see the pullback a little bit, but that's so interesting for me to understand. And I think you know, when we have these discussions about our differences, um, as you know, I'm an Enneagram 8. Your mom and I are actually the same 8 wing 9, which I find to be, honestly, we could do a whole episode with you and Anna and your mom and I and I get into some serious shit, but we, we won't do it right now. So <laughs> well, I think that the fact that, like, I, I'm more interested in, like, having people interact with my work versus okay. experience it versus like a million people like necessarily just strictly like and, and when I say interact and experience with it I mean like really like analyze it versus just viewing it or like touching it on social media or or that's what I'm talking about necessarily yeah. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, we're, we look into the basic desires of a four. It's this desire to have your own identity and self-expression. It's this, um, you guys are just so tapped into individual authenticity. And that can lead sometimes into feeling a little bit misunderstood and outcast. Have you experienced that? Is that something that is, you know, you think is a struggle for all fours? Oh, um, I absolutely was like an outcast growing up. Um, I was like completely like made fun of as a kid 
and was definitely bullied a lot for what I did. But art was always sort of like my refuge from all of that. And like the art room was sort of like my haven to get away from that. So it always ended up working. Like I always sort of like just ran to that as a safe haven, you know? So that I guess is sort of like how I developed like sort of this MO of expressing myself through my work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that, well, first of all, I think we have our quote for the episode. I love that. I love that our, it was a refuge and, you know, we do some work. Our agency does some work with the Maddie Kelly arts foundation. And we're really right now focusing on how art is helping people through the pandemic, different variations. You know, um, if you look at, um, you know, art from the perspective of theater and drama and how much people are turning to movies and, you know, um, uh, documentaries and they're, they're seeking new outlets. I mean, um, my experience at the gallery is a perfect example of that. I started with your first uh, ceramic offering that you had. And honestly, I feel like it's the best form of therapy that I have in my life right now because COVID has just completely uh, changed the way that I do everything in business and in life. And it's like, it's that refuge. I don't have to be responsible to anyone. I put my you know headphones in and utilizing art as a way to cope and get through things that are difficult. The fours, you guys are masters at that. We can learn so much from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I want to get into the four trait or type four traits because if the people are following along in the booklet, so I'm, I'm going a little bit off road here, guys, as you're listening. I mean, we really dialed into Enneagrams previously in the workplace. I think that, you know, Jason and I really talked about Enneagram fours in general, but we'll, we'll try to dial a little bit more as it um, applies to work here. But We're going to break down some key motivations and things that stress a four. And so motivated, four is motivated by building connections and relationships with others, taking personal time to connect with yourself, expressing your emotion through a form of art and feeling valued and accepted for who you are. Um, I agree with that. Totally. Um, Yeah. I think like, um, you know, having like tight knit close friends is like really important expressing myself and um through my art form and having that option is extremely important and valued to me and what were the other two uh personal time to connect to yourself feeling valued and accepted for who you are oh yeah um having personal time is like extremely important to me um i have to have like personal space even like in it like even when I'm like around people I need personal space (laughs) 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 okay so what does that look like explain to me explain to me right now you're loving social distancing is what you're saying (laughs) no but like I I just you know I am I'm just one of those people that needs um I guess I'm just one of those people that needs like personal space. I just, I think it, it has to do with, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but, um, 
I, I enjoy having a serenity and like sort of like this bubble <laughs> of me. You know, it, it helps me feel calm. It helps me feel, um, you know, like I'm in control. Um, mm-hmm. it, it helps me feel like I can concentrate, you know, and be prepared. Um, so as far as, um, and the last, what was the last one? Uh, feeling valued and accepted for who you are. Uh, yeah, I think that that, I think that's important for everyone. Um, Agreed. You know, I don't, I don't think that should be narrowed down to just fours or certain other numbers. You know, I think yep. feeling valued or accepted for who you are is like really important. But I think like when you're unique, like it just makes you feel better to be valued because I mean, it's such a struggle when you're sort of like the black sheep um, that when you are valued, you feel much better because you're already struggling like from day to day to day to day that, um, or if you're bullied, you know, like even, even if you're not a four, like, let's say you're like, part of a community or a minority or whatever, and you're getting, you know, bullied every day, you know, like being, being accepted makes you feel validated and equal. So of course you're going to want that. Who doesn't? Of course. Of course. It's, it's basic human desire to feel accepted, even if, you know, you're, you're striving to be unique. You're striving to stand out. There's still that part of you that's like, but yes, I want to be validated. I want someone to look at my uniqueness and say, that's so great that you're great, you know, that you're different and that's great. And I think diversity, I think, um, I know diversity. We, we talk about this a lot at the agency that you can't have innovation creation, all of these things, if you have the same people at the table having the same conversation. You have to have people who think differently, who look differently, who are, live, have different culture, have different experience, different sexuality, different gender, all of these things. You need all of these different types of people to really make the world work because we each bring something unique to the table. And without it, you don't have that holistic problem solving or that holistic creation. It will never be what it can be if everyone is the same person. And the last thing that you want is like to relive that moment every day, like in high school where like everyone is like clumping around in the lunch tables and everyone sitting at the, each lunch table is like the same person, but they're all like it's like eight people sitting at the table, but they're all this that same person, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're just walking around like, oh my god, Trey! Uh, like I don't know where to sit, <laughs> and you just end up sitting at like this mis- misfit table, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> Jason, let me tell you what, there is nothing that I wish more, and not necessarily from a place of regret. But as a high schooler, I, I wouldn't define myself as popular, but I was certainly comfortable. I, I did have moments where I was bullied, but I, I think a lot of people kind of experienced that, not to the extent 
that others experienced it. I certainly was not traumatized by any sort of bullying or anything like that. But I had my cliques and I had my groups. The one thing that I regret, and I, I believe that I will regret this forever, is now having learned and just absorbed and made friends with other types of people. Now I regret not walking into the art room not asking questions, not reaching out and trying to make friends from pe with people who were completely different than me. I didn't do that until much later in life and, and I totally regret that. They're, they're just sort of like in tunnel vision, you know, to like get through, graduate, get through the day, mm -hmm. you know, get home, get to practice, get to wherever. Yes, I feel like you're totally trying to excuse that for me. But yes, <laughs> you're right. Everyone's trying to survive on <laughs> everyone's trying to survive on a different level. So thank you for that. But I, you know, it isn't until much later in life that you learn if you just step outside of yourself, if you make friends with people who are different than you, if you try to learn from people who are outside of your group or, or whatever, that the world kind of opens up in this really beautiful way. Well, a lot of times when you're younger, you don't know that you have the power to do that. True. You know what I mean? You don't mm -hmm. realize that you have the power to do things like that till you're older. And, you know, kind of really like as a four, you kind of learn that sort of, you know, it's kind of interesting being a four because you, you understand that you sort of have this, creative force like or I understood that I had this creative force like very very early on mm. like very early on like at the age of like like kindergarten I mm. I had like this creative force going on you know and and it you know flowed all the way into my adult life so I was able to to use this creative force you know throughout my whole life to sort of guide myself through what was going on you know like yeah. with everything so it was it always drove my personality and passion you know so i i think it's so interesting that um creativity can do that I, I think you're doing that. I, that's so you, interesting to me, and um, it certainly is unique. I think that it's, it's certainly different than my experience with creativity and how I utilize. I really struggle. I mean, as someone who is not a natural creative, I am so envious sometimes of creativity that comes natural to people, like who are type fours or type fives are very creative, or um, I know a lot of Actually, I know a lot of, of a lot of people that are different types who are very creative. But for me, the the most creative individuals that I've ever met are you fall into the type four category, and you know those of us who are not as creative but who are way more curious about creativity. I think seeking out, walking into a gallery, like don't be intimidated by this idea that there's this gallery there. You don't have to buy anything. They love it when you do, but just like walk in there and experience art, look at it, think about art differently, you know, try something new, maybe that you've never tried before. I mean, Jason, what advice do you have for, mm, this is a bigger one, non-type fours that are like feeling that they're not very creative, but they, they need some sort of creative outlet, especially right now. 
I think um, doing things um, with friends, Mm -hmm. well, it's kind of difficult. It can be difficult to do that in this time. You don't have to do it with a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe your, you know, your, your close friend that you have, you try and pick up something that you may not have tried before. Um, you can find so many different ways to experiment from home. You know, YouTube is a great outlet to experiment from home. I mean, like you can even go, you can get like all your materials at some place like Michael's is an example and watch an, a YouTube video on acrylic pour painting. Mm-hmm. And you and your friend can sit at home and do an acrylic pour painting or you can watch the Cultural Arts Alliance, Art on Demand. How uh, do people watch that, Jason? How, how do they find that? Do you know we can link it for them as well? But Yeah, um, you can watch it on the culturalartsalliance.com um, website. Um, you can subscribe to their email newsletter, uh, and they'll link it to you in email uh, as it comes through. And they have artists that uh, will go through their processes and showcase what they do. Uh, you can watch along, things like that. That's so cool. Okay. I will yeah. be putting that on my list of things to do. I didn't realize you could do that. So yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I went, um, a great organization. It is a great organization. And I, I, I believe Megan has a, a, a video as well. She was, or she was doing some sort of class or something. Yeah, um, she has a, a hand-building demonstration. Oh, that's awesome. I I think just putting um, putting yourself out there a little bit, but you don't have to put yourself out there for other people to see it. It's more like, uh, for me, like when I try a new art form, because I've sucked at so many art forms, honestly, because I'm one of those people that's like desperate to have some sort of creative outlet, but mm, alas, I'm not good at it. <laughs> but what you're... Well, the thing is you don't have to be discouraged if you're not good because a lot of times like some of the best art has happened by happy accidents. Um, mm. You know, like just like people messing up or, you know, you you drop paint on a canvas or a brush on a canvas and a, a really interesting mark happens or something like that. You know, like some of, some of the best things have happened that way um so you you don't really necessarily have to make anything that's like spectacular you know you don't have to be scared to fail at it and i'm sure there are some types that are scared to fail like um i personally have a little bit of problems with i i get frustrated with failure um so i i can relate to to that, but um, I just think that um, you should be open to, I mean, if you make something junky, you make something junky. If you make something fantabulous, you make something fantabulous. And you may not know the difference. You may not know the difference, you know? like Yeah, well, and it's a little bit, I love that. That's such great advice. Like, not know how bad it sucks that great. <laughs> or how great it is, and that's great. I, I love that. <laughs> I think it's such good advice and 
Well, I find you delightful, but, and I don't know if you know this, but I just am in awe of everything you do. I know that um, we've had a lot of discussions about just like your business and, you know, it's my job to help you through marketing and promoting. And I love that, but I am just so enamored with your creative ability. You blow me away. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, I try really hard. You know, I always consider myself, I try and consider myself an artist first, but right now I'm putting myself as as a businessman. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. First priority at the moment, which hurts my creative heart just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, tell us how you really feel. Well, I... You're doing a very good job of balancing it, though, Jason, and it's interesting because from an opposite perspective, where I love business first and the creativity is kind of the thing that I have to prioritize, you are really putting yourself out there and stepping out of your comfort zone to bring this gallery to life, and you are impacting and touching so many people. Are you, are you like, do you have a sphere of, like, you're aware that this is happening? It doesn't feel real a lot of the times. Like, it you know, it's so, it's so great to be able to do this. And uh, so a a lot of times I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what is going on? You know, like, like how, yes. (laughs) 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 The short answer. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that so much. Well, I love that you can... (laughs) oh crap it's it's like there's a hurricane outside we're just like going I love it um so you're at the gallery right now there's really beautiful artists in the gallery you are one of those artists your artwork is there we can we share your art um a little bit as we promote this podcast episode Jason Perfect. I want, I I would love for people to see your style. I think it's unlike anything that I've seen in this area. It's much more metropolitan. It has a, it has a high fashion component. Every time I walk in and I engage with your art, I feel a little differently about it. And I learned something a little different than what I, you noticed a little teaching me through some of that to appreciate art in a different way. But if people want to come to the gallery, how do they get there? What's the, you guys are open and then where are you located? Okay. So we are open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to six. Mm-hmm. And we are located next to McCaskill Jewelry and Malaga Eye Care. And the address is 13370 U.S. Highway 98 West, Miramar Beach, 32550. Awesome. And um, if you are headed from, like, Destin towards the outlet malls, um, the easiest thing to do is to turn around at Holiday Road, come back towards like you were headed back towards Destin um, and turn into us um, or if you're headed from like San Destin into Destin we'll be on your right hand side yes there's the lovely construction going yeah, on there's construction going on on 98 um, you can take a left hand turn if you're coming from Destin towards the outlet malls but it's a little bit of a adventure have to, yeah it's an adventure turn 
<laughs> Adventure turn. I feel like that could be a t-shirt <laughs> uh, that you and I create together. Um, Jason as a gift. And I, ha I don't have it framed yet because I'm horrible at this. I have like um, some art in my office. I need somebody to like, if you're an interior designer and um, please reach out to me because I, <laughs> I need help in my office. But Jason illustrated, I, uh, he wrote a book or no, 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 I'm sorry. He illustrated a book. I feel like we have to get this in before we end, but it's called Send in the Nouns uh, with a good family friend of his who is the author. It is so cute. It's so kitschy. I bought um, three copies because I'm giving them to friends for Christmas and um, he did all the illustrations and it's this kind of like adult play on the alphabet and then Jason gifted me with this that the same letters in my name which I love which I have to have framed but I feel like I need to do it justice he's like oh, oh just print it out and put it in a frame and I'm like oh my god no <laughs> I know it's horrible I bought art at the festival of the art the festival of the art two years ago that I still don't have up on my walls yet <laughs> I need help I need help if you're great at like laying out art and designing and uh, you know decorating office space, God, I need I need your help so bad at for this Roy. But um, Jason, I just love you. You're a delight. I know we we touched on so much with Enneagram fours. I feel like people are going to have so many questions about their individual creativity. Uh, so we'll send you those follow up questions. You can email them to us. Hello at francisroy.com. Thank you so much. For for getting up and, and braving the hurricane with us, Jason. Yeah. You're amazing. And if you want to learn more about the gallery, uh, check them out, jleongallery.com. Um, we'll also link to the their website so you can see all the different types of classes and artist workshops that they have. They've got this really cool boutique workshop that's coming up. Um, they will Facebook page so you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And then, you know, like, comment, share our podcast. Uh, if you want to learn more, we have uh, episode five coming up, Enneagram five with uh, my favorite type five. So I won't break out who that is yet, but I think you're going to love them. You already kind of know them. So we'll talk about type fives and then we'll just see next week. Thanks so much for following along. Mm -hmm.